Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Friends, to episode three of the Brenton on Tour Travel Cast with my wonderful co-host Mercedes Nickel. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm a little tired. I'm uh, I'm on uh, you know European time currently right now. We are you are in Whistler. I am in Helsinki, Finland. Have you ever been here? I have. I got I got a tattoo there actually. It's quite a lovely city. It's cold. I had to go buy a jacket. It's very exciting. <laughs> but I did I did celebrate my birthday here, which was exciting. I went to a KHL game. And uh, got to wander around the city a bit. So it is a nice place to be. I uh, got over to Estonia for a day and was as close to Russia as I've ever been. So it was very exciting. How dark it is, is it? Uh, it gets dark a little bit early, but uh, it's uh, it's cold. And I understand why people stay inside a lot over here. But <laughs> I've only been uh, there I, when, the, uh, when the sun came up for less than an hour. The, I, I can tell that it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a nocturnal town. Let's just go with that. Before we get into our interview with our very special guest, Sean Matthias, former NHLer, he's going to tell us all about traveling around the world, uh, traveling as an NHLer, uh, getting traded, moving to um, you know a different city, getting pulled off the ice, all the rest of it. He's given us some time. His wife's about to give birth. Uh, I mean, by the time this episode airs, he's probably a brand new dad. So it's a very exciting time for him. You're recently back from Switzerland. How was your experience over there? Oh my gosh, I loved it. The Youth Olympics. I went in not unsure about them and I came out a total believer and um, it was amazing. I ate all the cheese and all the bread and loved every second of it. Well, I saw you were posting that you were running and working out and doing all the things that you do. So uh, at least you were burning off the calories, right? Oh my gosh, we would walk so farther. I think I love that about Europe is that you just end up walking and walking and the next thing you know, you like walk 17 kilometers in one day without even knowing it. So I was rightfully okay to eat the meat and cheese and bread. <laughs> That's all they live on over here is meat and cheese and bread. So I, uh, so I, good. <laughs> I know it's the best. I mean, you go to France and that's why when I go on tour, I, I do, uh, I, I call it getting down to my fighting weight. And, you know, I got to train for six weeks leading into going on tour <laughs> for the off chance that, uh, that I'm going to eat a whole bunch of bread, which I just can't 
resist it, you know, but that's the beauty of travel and traveling around the world that we are in. So it's, uh, it's quite, uh, quite something. And you said you touched on something where you had said, um, that you didn't think you were a believer in the, uh, junior Olympics. So touch on that just a little bit. Yeah, I guess I went in being like, okay, this is a very narrow age demographic for the kids from age 15 to 16, no, 15 to 18. Um, some people will get to go. Some people won't get to go in their lifetime. And I just didn't really get it. They're so young. Why are they going to this Youth Olympics? And it was just a full-on education for them to understand that the Olympics are not like a normal contest that or race that people are going to. Um, there are a lot more rules that apply. And I, I came out being like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is the best education that you could ever get. It was like me going to my first Olympics. I was super naive. I didn't get it. Um, and I really learned from that and grew into my second Olympics in 2010. So it's a good training ground. Yeah, it's a good place for people to, to start. It gets them into the process, yeah? Totally. Some of the kids, wow. it was their first time like at a major international competition, too. Some of them hadn't even left North America before, so... It was cool to see their eyes just widen being in Switzerland and seeing all the sights that we saw there. Ooh, did you win an award? What was that? Did you that win was, some kind of award? That was you lovely. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old text. All right, it's time, my friend. We are going to get to our interview with Sean Mathias. He's got Mathias in front. Cassian says Mathias scores. Hey, catch Mathias in on goal. Deep scores. There's a steal, casting to the side. Matthias scores! A hat-trick for Sean Matthias! On the line, our good friend Sean Matthias. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for having me on uh, tonight or this morning for you. I'm not sure what time it is for you right now. It truly is the travel cast. Uh, Mercedes is in uh, Whistler, BC. You're hanging in Toronto, and I'm in Helsinki, Finland. So we're covering the world right now. Yeah, right it's, on. Uh, 4 a.m. and this is called podcast commitment but we got the tech worked out and we're all hanging out welcome to the travel cast sean uh we mercedes and i launched this um this version obviously i did coffee and music before have switched to travel now and thought it would be fun to bring mercedes on as a co-host mercedes is our olympian friend i'm not too sure if you guys have met over the years have you by chance at all nope through your travels not yet yeah yeah getting close we um uh, mercedes obviously uh has as a four-time olympian and is uh as she has on her new podcast and what she's calling it is uh, dropped into the half pipe many times and and has traveled the world uh for team canada uh, you have a storied history in hockey obviously with the juniors and in the nhl which we can get into the bio uh shortly but i uh, thought it would be cool to get us all together chatting travel uh as an NHLer and the madness that comes along with it, the trade deadline just happened. People are getting, you know, trading teams, uh, guys are getting pulled off the ice. So it was fascinating to me what you guys have to go through on a regular basis, uh, just dealing with, with your day to day. I mean, I'm doing that touring uh, with bands and music and, and Mercedes has, you know, just, you're just what back from Switzerland, aren't you? No, back from Switzerland as well as Calgary. <laughs> as well as Calgary. Huh? So there we go. Um, Sean, you got, uh, you're not traveling as much now, obviously. Where are you in Ontario, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I live on the east end of Toronto. So uh, not traveling right now. We're actually, uh, my wife and I are expecting a baby uh, 
any day right any day now so uh yeah we're just patiently waiting at home right now any day so you know this is going to be uh coming out in a week or so we could be already speaking to a new father yeah yeah I'll probably uh Quite. yeah due date's march 1st Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you making the time to come on with us, man. I know it's probably frantic. I've got two of my own, so I know what that's like around this time of year. Yeah, no, it's a bit uh, of a nervous wreck. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I love talking travel. I've traveled a lot. Uh, a lot of, I've done a lot of traveling after seasons and stuff. So uh, this will be fun. Excited to talk about traveling. Great. Very, very cool. Mercedes, uh, do me a favor. Tell us about uh, uh, traveling as an Olympian. Uh, in the Madison traveling in a group. I'm sure there's a, a frantic uh, approach to wrangling you all together, not too different than what uh, Sean has to do wrangling, you know, 25 uh, hockey players together. Okay, well, there is probably a big difference being a Canadian athlete to an NHL hockey player uh, in the sense that we all, uh, as a team for the half pipe, end up traveling together. We all kind of pitch in to get either like a condo or a house so that we can keep the budget low we're not staying in like plush places or anything like that. And we're all trying to like be on budget airfare too. So that's probably some of the differences. Well, Sean, you would have had to go through that in, in junior, right? So yeah. <laughs> tell me your, your process, man. Like you go from junior where it's a lot of billeting, which is staying with people. Right. And then moving on to the AHL, which is, you know, a, one more level of, of travel. And then of course the, the glorious NHL. So, yeah, What's your favorite yeah. part of it all? Um, well, the hotels get nicer. So, uh, and and uh, you get off the bus, really. That's the best part. I mean, in junior, you're spending four, I spent four years in Belleville and uh, I was riding the bus all over Ontario and some parts of uh, the States as well. But, um, and then, like you said about the AHL, it's it's more bus um, or commercial flights, right? You would, I played in Rochester, we played Winnipeg a lot. So we would, bus to Toronto and then fly down from Toronto to Winnipeg. So there's more budget then. But um, once you get into the NHL, they actually have a lot of rules um, with the CBA. Uh, you can't stay in anything less than a four-star hotel and all these fancy rules. So it's uh, you're pretty pampered. You're, you're definitely spoiled. Do you think that was the case in the 70s? Did they have four-star hotels in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. I think they were, uh, they were still flying commercially back then and uh, – Pretty late, actually. Like, even the 90s, some of the guys, like, I played with um, Ed Jovanovsky, and he was telling me about the travels and, and the hotels and and just how different it was. And uh, so uh, after that 2004 lockout and stuff, a lot of the rules changed. And, uh, again, um, the next lockout uh, in 2014, I think it was. And um, they just keep spe- spoiling the players. So it's uh, I was lucky enough to, to get that five-star treatment. Okay, and then are you – traveling on private jets with the whole team is that how it works uh yeah yeah we have our own uh you have your own team uh your team plane um uh most of the teams i was on were actually air canada so you kind of like rotate a bunch of teams have like just like six planes in rotation or something but you have the same crew always like the same uh um girls working in the, the plane with us and everything and uh like flight attendants and everything but um and in florida it was like miami air so um yeah, we were pretty spoiled. I mean, you get on there, it's like uh, lazy boy chairs for every guy. And uh, I was actually talking to my dad. We were uh, the other day. He was saying the funniest thing all the dads thought on the because we did a couple dads trips with a couple of teams I was on, and he got to experience the uh, first class treatment. And uh, 
I mean, he loved it, but uh, he thought it was pretty funny seeing all the guys come on the plane in their suits. And then uh, as soon as you get on the plane, it's like suits are off and all these guys just in their underwear, like in, like five-star treatment with all these stewardess around. He's like, you don't see this every day. So it, it's definitely surreal. And now being in the real world, I don't think I'll see that uh, ever again. So Hey, Mercedes, Mercedes is the difference between the NHL and uh, Team Canada Olympics is that um, – so they wear their suits. They get on the plane. They take off their suits, and they're in their underwear playing cards. Do you guys take off your suits in Team Canada wear once you get on your buses, and then it's just straight underwear and anarchy? Is that the difference between the two? <laughs> we're, we're on commercial flights with other people. There's, I'd probably get kicked off the team if I took off my clothes. <laughs> well, we heard that it was anarchy at the 2010 Olympics, so um, we'll just leave it at that. Sean, uh, you, how many countries have you played in? Uh, did you play overseas at all other than the juniors? Did you get a chance? To, I just went to a KHL game for my first time the other day, uh, which was yeah. kind of fun. Uh, I saw Anthony Niemi play, and and uh, that was kind of rad, and uh, it was a cool experience. But have you had any experience over, overseas at all? Uh, I went and played in Austria during the lockout. I only played four games, and then I, uh, I actually came back just uh, uh, for, for – uh, holidays and stuff and then the lockout was done shortly after that and i played under 18s um in sweden um obviously world juniors was in czech and we started in austria and traveled uh, a little bit and played exhibition games all over but uh in um with the florida panthers we actually went to helsinki the one year and uh, started our season there against the chicago uh blackhawks we played uh two games there and we played a couple exhibition games there as well so that was really cool to to play an NHL game over, uh, I think they were called like the Premier Series back then. I don't know if it's still called that, but uh, yeah, that was really cool. The whole team got sick, though. We all had IVs, and uh, it, it wasn't pretty, but it was fun. It sounds very similar to what I'm going through right now. We went to a KHL game at that arena that you probably played at, and my whole tour is sick. Uh, no one's got the corona, mind you, but everyone's sick, so it's, yes. it's, it's life imitating here, which is very interesting. Mercedes, you obviously have been all over uh, the world. You just came back from Switzerland. Um, let me get to you guys on a travel as far as does it change for both of you in your scenarios? Like obviously your CBA and the NHL, it's four star hotels. It's it's the jets. It's all the rest of it. Uh, but when you're coming overseas, then this is a question for you both. Does it change the way you travel? The way is Team Canada is different than traveling internally in Canada? Is it different, Sean, traveling in the NHL over here? Is it basically they try to keep similar things happening for you guys um it was pretty similar we had our own plane to go over to helsinki when uh, like the whole florida panthers staff and everything it was like a private jet so um yeah i mean they just spoil you so it was, it was definitely different um than like even with like hockey canada you're just it's not first star or anything you're just flying um like commercially like a normal flight it's nothing crazy but uh the CBA makes a huge difference. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. I guess that the one difference when you're traveling for like an Olympics is that you have places you have to be once you get off the plane and get your accreditation. And then it's just like the weirdest travel ever because you have certain shuttles you have to get on and they have to go through all this crazy security and and like mirrors underneath the buses to make sure there's no bombs or anything like that. So that's, it's definitely very different for the Olympics, but I mean, that's once every four years. <laughs> that was the nice part about like sure. uh, playing like in the States though. Like you would just walk on planes. Like you never had to like ever go through security or anything. Like in Canada, you always have to go through security and because you play in the States, you're always kind of going through stuff. But 
when you're in the States and you're pri- flying privately, there's nothing better. It's so easy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Are either one of you going to be able to travel normal again? That's the question. You know? <laughs> like, That's why I don't travel anymore. <laughs> I, do, I do have a question for you, Sean. Um, is it like fully, I know when I was competing, it was like get on a plane, go compete, get back on the plane. You don't really get to see the country or the city that you're in too, too much. Is that kind of similar for the hockey world? Uh, you usually fly in like the day before, so you'll go for like dinner, but yeah, it's like morning skate, nap, then you go to the game and then it's right out. You're, you're off to the next city. So you don't, unless you have a day off, you don't see too much, um, with hockey Canada and like when we went to the Europe and stuff, we actually got to see quite a bit of stuff. That was really fun. And and the team put together from NHL down to under 18s, they always had like stuff for us to like really enjoy the atmosphere and culture and, and learn while we were there. So, but uh, when it's season time, it's, it's just business. This episode is brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups and breaking news. Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Wild. And what about, like, food? When you're on the road, I know when you're traveling, sometimes it's hard to, like, get the proper food that you want. I mean, for one Olympics, I took my own bread and peanut butter and honey. So um, I know you guys are pampered in the NHL, but were you eating, like, the local food or were you eating food from Canada or the States? Um we had like uh chefs actually come down like hockey Canada flies down to chef. So like for world juniors, we uh, like the beginning of the tournament, it's just you're eating like local food, but as soon as it, and uh, going to like restaurants and stuff with the team. But as soon as the tournaments uh, right around the corner, you're um, they bring a chef down and it's every meals at the hotel and they, they like breakfast, lunch, dinner. And they're, they're trying to cook more traditional food than we'd be used to. Like it was mainly breakfast. I think guys had trouble with cause it's a lot of like cold cuts and uh, bread. And we we're more like used to eating like, you know, bacon and eggs. And uh, so they just try to make it more familiar for us. But um, yeah, I mean, we get pampered. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like looking back at it now, talking about this, it's like I wasn't bringing any like bread and honey, you know, so I was, <laughs> I was eating steak. <laughs> Well, Sean, maybe you can try to get on the coaching squad for uh, the next Olympics, and then you can bring bread and honey with you for Team Canada when they go to the Olympics. There we go. <laughs> I'm really yeah, feel- <laughs> Sean, walk me through uh, my. You know, the trade deadline just happened, so I was fascinated by, you know, when they pull players off. You hear about them pulling players off the ice. You know, this person didn't dress at this game because they might get traded. They get traded halfway through a game walk me through the process of the anarchy that goes through being traded to a team. You got to go, you know, you got to get, or, you know, you got to jump on a plane. You got to go, you're in the team, you're in the, on your new team, like within 12 hours and you're on the ice and how that team takes care of you. Uh, I know a couple of guys in operations that, that kind of help with that, but I'd like to hear it from a player perspective. Yeah. I was traded uh, twice actually in my career at the deadline. So I was traded from uh Florida, where I was there for six years, to Vancouver at the deadline. And uh, I was just on the bus. And then uh, I saw Luongo uh, tweet out a palm tree. And uh, 
And then my brother was calling me. I could hear all the guys whispering in the back, but uh, they hadn't announced. They just, I guess everyone just assumed it was me. And then uh, including my brother who was calling me going, are you coming? He lived in Vancouver. So he was all pumped. He, He was hoping it was me. And then I got to the rink and then they informed me. And then as soon as they inform you, they basically hand you your gear and uh, you just wait on instructions. Like I didn't like they're done with you basically. Right. They're you're not their property anymore. So I, I literally went with my gear and I was only on a one game road trip. So I only had a backpack full of like, just like sleeping clothes and like my toothbrush basically. And I was wearing my suit. And then uh, I was just waiting under the grandstands for two and a half periods. Finally, I got like told they got me a hotel room. They figured out my flight. And the next morning I uh, was off to Dallas and I played that night for the Vancouver Canucks. And then, um, yeah. And then the next time was, uh, well, after that, I went to Vancouver. And I had no clothes or anything. So you can't get any further from Florida, from Vancouver, Vancouver to Florida, right? So my uh, girlfriend, <laughs> my now wife, she, uh, she was a rock star. She actually packed up uh, a bunch of bags and was there like three days later just to help me out. So it's uh, if you don't have someone in your life, if you're a single guy. It's, it can be really hard because it's uh, it happens real quick. And and uh, like I said, once the team's done with you, I mean, you're somebody else's property. So it's it's their problem now, right? That's fascinating. And then, like, well, at least they didn't kick you off the bus like they did the coach. Remember? Didn't Florida? Florida has a habit of doing that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It must be anarchy. I mean, I didn't realize that you just take a travel bag overnight. Yeah. Well, the the second time I got traded, I got traded at home, which was nice. So I was actually, it was actually my, I was out with a concussion for two weeks and then they brought me back in the lineup. They're like, you're playing tonight. I was like, "Uh, I haven't even practiced. So I played that night and it was my birthday. So I was like, I'm going out with all my friends. And then uh, the next morning I get a call from Lou and I'm like, Lou Lamorello at like Sunset Grill with all my friends, and we're still like hung over, and we're like, "Oh man, what did we do last night?" <laughs> and he, I get the you've been traded to from the Leafs and all this. And he starts talking. I'm like, "Lou, just tell me where I went." And he's like, "Colorado." I'm like, "Okay, that's not too bad." And but then he got wait for visas and stuff, right? So I I stayed in Toronto for like another four days. So. uh that was actually kind of nice. I had like a four-day break, like mid-season that year. So it was kind of cool. So, I mean, me as a snowboarder, I had a huge snowboard bag and a duffel bag and a backpack. I guess the question is, what was your essential travel gear when you were going on your private jet into your plush hotels? <laughs> well, Mercedes, I feel bad saying this right now because I wouldn't even have I wouldn't even have to pack my own hockey bag or carry it or anything. You know, all the trainers would do that. So I, all I'd have to do is bring like, I'd have to have a suit for the games. And then uh, I usually just brought a pair of shorts and uh, a pair of jeans and for dinner. And that was about it. So just shorts for the the hotel and a t-shirt. And that was it. And just got gritty. (laughs) Oh oh, my God. I'm fine. I'm fine, guys. I'm fine. (laughs) Well, but are you allowed to bring – I'm seeing all this stuff, John, about like how they – you know, like uh, some of the younger guys are getting banned out. They were getting banned off of like video games and things like that. Yeah. Are there guys that travel – is there any, any guys that are traveling with just some insane shit that you're like, I can't even believe I gotta like, get they're the bigger rock stars than – Yeah. Sorry? I got a good story about that, yeah. And uh, Patrick Liney was carrying around a TV one road trip. He, he just would buy TVs in the hotel. 
So he would have like a big <laughs> TV just to play his, uh, his video games with dealers. So they would both have their own TVs in the uh, in the hotel room. And then at the end of the road trip, you just leave whatever TV he bought. Oh my he'd God. buy a TV every he'd buy a TV every single place. Yeah, and he, and he would carry it under his arm. I know he did it. Uh, the one road trip it was a two week road trip. We were in like New York, and every time he came to the bus, he had this little like forty inch TV under his arm. And yeah, it was crazy. I oh my it. God. <laughs> that's the best well that i mean i have rock stars that travel with crazy stuff but they usually have cases and trucks and buses to put it in they're never really putting it under their arms or making people carry them for them he didn't have a little guy carrying had the, he didn't have somebody like carrying the tv for him <laughs> no no we don't get that. if you play bath like in the nba they have guys that work for the team that will bring like their whole job is to bring bags up to the hotel like they'll bring their bags right to their room like you want to talk about pampered there's uh like there's the like the bigger sports in North America, like football and basketball. And I'm sure baseball as well. Like there's so much money there. They got everything. It's crazy. Like crazy. I love that like hockey players, basketball players are all super strong, but they're not carrying their own bags. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I've seen some stuff out here, some people carrying, like, you know, bringing mandatory stuff with them all the way. There was nothing that you had to absolutely have with you, Sean. Like, there was, like, hey, listen, like, when I, you know, your golf clubs, anything. I know you golf a lot. Like, was it anything like that that you have to bring? You just, is it kind of road, per road trip? It's like, oh, I'm going through Washington and New Jersey, so I'm just going to stay in my hotel. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm going to Florida and I'm bringing the, the, you know. Yeah, one of the teams I was on, we would, uh, we would, uh, <laughs> we bring some stuff around, you know, to loosen the load at night for uh, for the boys in the room, but uh, nothing too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you get settled into a new. I know you got to go. Uh, you're uh, you know on standby for baby mode. So I uh, I, I wanted to ask about um, when when you get settled into a town. What, what's that process like uh, to getting settled into a, into a new town? for you are they finding you a place to live do you got to find your own place to live or if you sign a new deal you know it's like i'm gonna be here for four years i'm gonna buy a place or something like what is that process like for an nhl player um they don't really help you uh you kind of talk to guys on team they'll have like real estate agents they know or whatever but uh, the team doesn't actually help you if you play like um east coast league and below they'll end in europe as well they'll they'll give you a place to live but in the ahl and nhl you have to find your own place. Um, I never personally bought anything in any of the cities I played. I just rented from actually a lot of former or current players in the league. And um, so it was usually I had that. Uh, that was the best part. Like in Florida, I lived in Zubris's house. In um, Vancouver, I lived in Kluche's place. So I could rent the place for just the hockey season. It was pretty easy to do. Um, I had a roommate in Florida. It was great. Um, so it's uh, it's not too bad. I mean, there's usually some perks like in Toronto. Um, you know, you get the hookups with just knowing the guys who they know. You just gotta ask questions. That's amazing to me. That's uh, I heard that story about. Um, I don't know if you heard this, uh, Mercedes. You guys, um, or I heard Mer or Sidney Crosby was living in Lemieux's house for like ever. Yeah, with like the biggest contract in sports at the time, but he was just living in a in his house. Yeah. <laughs> just like that's that's some savings right there. Oh, he's saving all right. Yeah. What is he making? Like 15 million a year or whatever. So, yeah. I lived at uh, Stephen Winch's house my first couple of years. That was cool. 
like being a young guy living with him. That was fun. That was Stevie like White, she said? Is it like a mentorship and slash you don't want to live alone yet? Uh, <laughs> it kind of turned into that. I don't think he was uh, too excited for it, but we had the same agent. Uh, I was pretty young when I, like my first games in Florida I was 19. And it was just, it, to be honest, it was just overwhelming, like living in the States for the first time. Florida, it's very like spread out. So you have guys that are in Boca, you have guys in Fort Lauderdale, guys close to the rink. It just seems like everyone's spread all over. So um, it was definitely helpful having a guy like Steven there to really show me the ropes and uh, help me out. I mean, he, he was a really good guy. He gave me one of his cars to drive around for a full season. And uh, I mean, I owe, I owe a lot to that guy. Mercedes and I did a episode last week called Travel Assholes. <laughs> and uh, I wrote an article for Dean Blundell, which, you know, I know you're you're on Dean's show from time to time uh, shooting shit, and I know you're blogging a bit for him. So one of the blogs that, I you know, I did a coffee asshole one. Uh, I did a travel asshole one. Mercedes has touched on some of her travel assholes. Okay. Uh, give an example, Mercedes. Your biggest travel asshole. I mean, well, okay, R- reminder of the people at the carousel that just stand right in front of you and just, get in the way so you can't actually get your bags things sean that you might not have any problems with <laughs> yeah, what's your biggest travel asshole sean have you been a travel asshole or are you just like you know you're gonna you're gonna just discover it now for the first time <laughs> maybe i'm the travel asshole because i'm flying like so pampered and stuff i don't know but um <laughs> one of the one of the biggest like yeah, when I was with the Leafs, they forgot my bag. Like I lost, they lost my luggage. So private jet doesn't always get your your luggage there too. It was a dad's trip of all places too. So the, we're in Florida. All the dads are wearing shorts. All the guys are wearing shorts, flip flops, and I'm there in my blue suit still for the whole trip. <laughs> that was kind of a piss off. <laughs> so Sean, I just need a quote. For, I just need a quote for the press. Let me. Let me so the, the quote for the press. Sean Matthias says the Toronto Maple Leafs. Are travel assholes. Yeah, we can go with that. I won't get any any pushback on that one. Oh my god, that's the best. Um, what's next for you, man? What are you up to right now? I know you're teaching privately and, and doing some things. Uh, you're podcasting shortly with, with Dean and writing. But what's uh, what's keeping you busy now? Golf. I've just been working on that swing. I mean, uh, I uh, I've joined a golf course out here, and now I'm I feel like I'm shooting pucks again, like hitting balls. It's just I get obsessed with those types of things. So it's, uh, I feel like a kid again, shooting pucks in my garage. I, I just love going and hitting balls, even though it's in a simulator right now. And, uh, we got the little one coming. Um, before that I was in uh, Cabo for my brother's wedding. And before that, my wife and I actually traveled Europe for a month and, uh, I was hiking the Alps with my dad. So we got it all out of our system before the little one comes. And, uh, and, uh, now with, uh, our daughter being born any day now. I mean, I think I'm in a good space to just chill out and, and just relax and enjoy every moment of that. Are you teaching? You're still teaching a bit of hockey now. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> just a little bit, but uh, no. I just got a couple kids. I teach just friends from the golf course, their kids. Uh, um, I kind of slowed down on that a bit. It's, it's just, uh, it's a lot more fun when you're doing the drills, I guess. Uh, last one before we go, uh, Mercedes, what's your favorite country in the world to travel to? No. That's such a hard question. I can't choose just one. I just so, choose so all that's of them. We, we asked the tough questions. Wait till I ask Sean what his favorite NHL team was. Hold on one second. <laughs> Anyways, Mercedes, what, Mercedes, what was your favorite country to travel to? You got five seconds. I'll go, I'll go with England because I have family there. Can go with England where there's no snow. 
Gotcha. Sean, favorite country in the world to travel in? New Zealand. Great answer. answer. Shoot. I like it there too. (laughs) (laughs) You already said England, so you're, uh, you're stuck with England. But uh, Sean's going with New Zealand. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for the time, man. Good luck with uh, the newborn and the process, and uh, and best of luck to your wife and everything that she has uh, to go through in the coming uh, days or weeks. And we could be, you know, by the time this airs next week, this uh, you could be a new dad. So all the best to you for that. Yeah, thanks, Brent. Thanks, Mercedes. It was a lot of fun. Very exciting time for him. We truly covered the travel as best we could with you being in Whistler, him being in Toronto, and me being in in Finland. So this is a true travel cast. One of the games we're going to play as we roll through here, uh, I want to give our listeners some factual things from around this globe of ours. So I want to do some rapid fire travel facts. Facts, you know, just travel fact thing. I'll get Mike to play. Uh, some, uh, some, what are we going to do? Mike and uh, our producer in Toronto, we're going to get him to play some, um, what are we looking for? Like a stopwatch? Is that what we want to look for? Yeah. What do we think? Yeah, I think that's right. So you've got some facts in front of you now. Yeah, I do. Okay. So I'm going to, uh, we're going to get going here. I'm going to get to, I'm going to just start randomly naming facts. We can touch on them if you want. This is a little game called travel facts of the week. Here we go. Mike, please start the stopwatch and go. Mercedes, did you know that France covers more time zones than any other country on the planet? I feel like I did know that. Do, am I giving you an award? Do I give you something for that? I think I should get a cookie. All right. Cookies on accounts payable. Your turn. Go. Brent, did you know that Canada has over 3 million lakes and that's 60% of the world's total? You know, Mercedes, I knew they had two million. I didn't know they had three million. So <laughs> if you win that one, another cookie for you. Ding ding ding. So I'm currently in Finland. Did you know, Mercedes, that Finland has almost one hundred and eighty thousand islands, more than any country on earth? You didn't know that. That would be cool to go to one of them. I did take a ferry yesterday and went to Estonia which is not technically an island, but I did go on a ferry and passed an island, so I get the cookie. (laughs) Okay, there you go, winning. All right, Brent, did you know there is a town in Norway just called A, as in the letter A? I had no clue. (laughs) Good for them. It really simplifies the, uh, the, the mail. It simplifies... Where do you live? I live in A. How would you, Where do you think could you spell that, please? A. And it'll be like like E H, like Canada A. Or that's right. The letter A. That's where I want to live. I want to live in A, Canada. E H. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, this is a good one. Every penny that's thrown into Rome's Trevi Fountain is collected every day and donated to a number of charities locally. I respect that. I need to that's go a nice there. way to go. I need to go that's there. That's a nice way to go. That. Yeah, for sure. Maybe they, maybe they can donate to the, to the, the Team Canada Olympic charity <laughs> and, get you, <laughs> and get you guys on some private jets. Yeah, we need all the help we can get. <laughs> all right. Did you know Dubai owns 20% of the world's cranes? 20%. Yeah, they must be doing a lot. 20, of work there. So how many? Well, 
then uh, how many cranes are in the world, Mercedes? That's the um, real question. I feel like I feel them everywhere, though. Hmm. That's well, they're building like crazy, so that makes sense. Uh, I'm gonna go with one last one here. Uh, Russia. Wow, this is an interesting one. Russia is bigger than Pluto. Didn't see that one coming. Did we know nope, not at all. Hmm. Not at all. Fun fact. What's your fun fact? Oh, I thought you said that was the last one. You want no, one more? It's four, in a, it's four in the morning. I'm fucking barely awake, so go <laughs> ahead. You get the last one. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let me find a good one. New York is actually further south than Rome is. Really? I don't know. I'm going to have to look that one up, but that's what it says right here. Yeah, for the record, the Brenton on Tour podcast does not claim that any of these facts are accurate, there, but we didn't make them up either. So uh, thanks for joining us this week on the Brenton on Tour travel cast. Uh, you can catch Mercedes Nickel at where? Tell our friends. MercedesNickel.com and Mercedes Nickel, N-I-C-O-L-L on everything social. Very fun stuff. Thank you, Mercedes. We will uh, re- reconvene next week. And uh, do this all again. Yeah, get some rest, buddy. It's load-in time. Got to go, eh? Got to go load in a show. We'll see you soon. Bye. to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga, Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.